0: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. It is hour one on this Wednesday, Dan and the Dan. That's Dan Patrick Show. Glad to have you on board. Bubba Wallace will join us in about 20 minutes from now, certainly in the headlines, and those headlines have certainly changed over the last 48 hours. Looks like we'll have baseball. Looks like it's going to start July 24th. Jeff Passon from the Mothership will join us coming up a little bit later on. Your phone calls are always welcome. Emails, tweets, all-around support. Say good morning to our radio and TV partners. If you'd like to be part of the program, 877-3DP-SHOW, our Twitter handle at DP show. We say good morning to the audience on youtube.com slash the Dan Patrick Show and our 362 radio affiliates around the country, including the vaunted Fox Sports Radio lineup. Uh. McLevin, I have a poll question. We got a stat of the day. We got a play of the day. The FBI has completed its investigation at Talladega. NASCAR had a statement last night determining that Bubba Wallace was not the target of a hate crime. The FBI report concludes and photographic evidence confirms that the garage door pole, rope fashion like a noose had been positioned there since as early as last fall This was obviously well before the 43 team's arrival and garage assignment. We appreciate the FBI's quick and thorough investigation and are thankful to learn that this was not an intentional racist act against Bubba. We remain steadfast in our commitment to providing a welcoming and inclusive environment for all who love racing. NASCAR's president, Steve Phelps had this to say about the results of the investigation.
1: First of all, I'd like to thank the U.S. Attorney's Office and the FBI for their
0: obviously very swift and thorough work as their statement had, con- had said they've concluded their investigation at Talladega Super Speedway and determined that Bubba
1: Wallace was not the target of a hate crime for us at NASCAR
0: this is the best result we could hope for. You know, this is uh, disturbing to hear that it was thought that, that one of our own um, had committed a uh, this heinous act. It is fantastic to hear from the FBI
1: definitively that there was not a hate crime. All
0: right, that's the president of NASCAR. Now, there's a couple of questions that I have, and we'll talk to Bubba Wallace coming up. If I go back to Sunday and NASCAR alerts us to what happened late Sunday night, we get the... Uh, Uh, memo, we get the uh, information, and they have found a noose in Bubba Wallace's garage. Now, that's from NASCAR. I mean, it's a declarative statement there, and my reaction was, where was it in the garage? Was it thrown in there? Was it by the car? Because I, I just wanted to know, did somebody walk by and throw something in there? NASCAR gave us zero details. And they're investigating. And I said, okay, security cameras. Because of COVID-19, there's less access to these garages. And, you know, Dave Moody from MRN, who is known as the godfather of NASCAR, he's there. I said, help me understand what it looks like there. How would somebody have access to this? Is it an inside job there? At no point did anybody say it's actually being used as a garage door pull. And that it wasn't. You know, it was there prior to NASCAR buying Talladega. And it was, you know, months prior to that. They, they found this out during the investigation. So I just had questions about how long it had been there without anyone seeing it, first of all. Because let's say your team gets there at Talladega Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Random assignments that you get this garage bay. How many times were you going in and out? How many times did you close and open the garage door? Nobody said anything prior to that. And then somebody saw something on Sunday. And then it was reported to Bubba Wallace's crew chief. Now all of a sudden explodes. And now all of a sudden NASCAR's got a a fire to put out. These were just logical questions that I had. I had no, I I don't have a desired result here. I just wanted to know what exactly happened. Like, paint the picture. Give me the scene of what it looks like here. Because I don't know in that moment if I would have said alleged because NASCAR was so definitive. Richard Petty, who has been in thousands of garages, and it's his car, the 43 car. If... Richard Petty is saying this. I'm, I'm guessing that this isn't commonplace to have a slipknot or what could be construed as a noose as a garage door pole. Because growing up, we had a garage door pole that was a rope and it had a rubber ball at the end of it. And you pulled down the garage door. That was the garage pole that we had growing up. This Is a noose. The FBI says it's a noose. NASCAR says it's a noose. Now you can say this isn't directed at Bubba. Well, who's it directed at? And then I wanted to know how many other garage doors have a noose? These were just questions that I had and I couldn't get any information. And I don't know if it's intentional or unintentional the way it was tied. Because I have to look at this realistically and say it's possible It could be either one of these being true. Maybe it was inadvertent, but if you're going to tie a slipknot or a noose and you're pulling down the garage door, it will affix to your wrist and tighten it. I don't know how many other garage doors have this. If it's commonplace, okay, I think people should understand the symbolism and maybe there's a better way to pull down the garage. But it could be intentional. And it could be unintentional. I mean, I'm not an investigative reporter. I, I was using the information I got. Now, do I call sources with a lot of these stories? Yes. I don't have NASCAR sources. Paulie has some, and he tried to get information. I just said, I just need the, give me the basic information to understand this. What's it look like there at Talladega? And you have security cameras? Because I'm thinking, there's only a couple of people, it feels like, would have access to this that you would catch them on security cameras. And I'm assuming you have security cameras inside because you have to, you you know, you want to police each other there. And you want to keep an eye on something that's hundreds of thousands of dollars. But that's those were just simple questions that I had. And I don't know if, you know... Did NASCAR overreact or underreact? If they underreacted, how would we have uh, acted then or reacted to that? Did they overreact? Probably so. Could they have given us more information? Because we went from Sunday, there's a news. Okay. It's on the pole for the garage door. Any, and I didn't know it, any other doors have this. Who didn't see this? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then you see it Sunday. These were just questions that I had, and I had nobody to give me these answers. But how often are nooses used to hold open garage doors and any other doors that were, you know, the same? Those were just things that I wanted to know. And, you know, I know that Bubba Wallace is now going to be viewed as somebody who's perpetuating a hoax here. NASCAR is the one that said it's a noose. And who am I to say to Bubba Wallace, come on, that's not a noose. Who am I as a white guy saying to Bubba Wallace, come on, that's not a noose. I'm in no position to do that. And neither are you. I don't know what the intent was. I don't know if they're if the intent was somebody who was joking and they said, oh, let's make it a noose. Are there, are there more like this? Okay, then tell me that. But I can't sit there and say to Bubba, come on. You know, I know what a noose symbolizes, but, if, you know, they didn't mean any harm. I, I don't know that. But that's where I wanted to hear from people who have been covering this sport or they've been involved in this sport for decades. Richard... Petty is the one who came out and said it was a news and a hate crime. So, so I don't now I I don't trust Richard Petty. If you say, well, you can't believe everything NASCAR says. Okay. Can't believe everything the FBI says. All right. Okay. Who am I believing here? And now Bubba Wallace is overreacting to this. Given the sensitivity of what's going on right now, I understand why he would react that way. And I understand if you're white and you're looking at, boy, we're getting all this blame, you're going to react too. I understand both sides here. And it could be a misunderstanding. I've always tried to apply logic here. I don't have a desired result here. And I will not have one in this. I have questions for Bubba. I just, I want to walk me through this that you saw it Sunday night or it was brought to your attention on Sunday night. And no one else saw this. Are other garage doors affixed with this type of rope? These are just, you know, these were common sense questions that I had about this. Um, it, and, you know, part of this job is to ask why. I mean, I, I'm a curious person asking why or how. Or where or who? These are all, you know, common questions you ask in this business. And those were things that I asked. I just didn't find answers. And that part, I blame NASCAR that you just, you know, you sent this alert out and then we didn't have any other information. The picture should, we, we should at least have a picture of, like, let us know where it was. And I don't know if it was cut down immediately. I, you know, there was just there's still it feels like there's still some missing parts with this that I just don't understand. And I don't know if we'll find that out. But the FBI did its investigation and came out and said that uh, it was a noose, but it was not a hate crime and, and unintentional. So I'll, I'll, I'll take them at their word until I find out something that might be to the contrary. But once again, I have no desired results from this. It just felt like, and I'm guilty of this. We go from A to Z. We go from zero to 100 miles an hour with no brakes. It felt like that. But I didn't have any other information to the contrary. And when NASCAR put this out, I thought NASCAR probably did their own investigation before putting this out, or at least bringing some parties in to investigate or talk to, but I didn't get any other information. And the FBI comes in, they didn't find anything. Okay. But uh, we'll talk to Bubba Wallace about this. Your phone calls are welcome. I want to move it forward if we can. That's always been my philosophy when we have topics like this. Like, what are we saying here? It's not, oh, yeah, typical, you uh, you overreacted, or whatever it might be. You're trying to be too woke. You know, I've already heard everything today. And, you know, if you're going to tweet, if you're going to be in chat row, you're going to call, just be respectful. You can have your opinion, and I give you the opportunity, uh, opportunity to have an opinion. Okay? But be respectful in what we're talking about. That's all I ask because Marvin who answered the phone and looks at our email should not be subjected to things. No one should be subjected to things. You want to talk to me? That's one thing. Tyler, who is moderating chat row, just, just be, just be fair. Okay. If you say I overreacted, you want to put blame on me? Fine. I can take that, but just be respectful Try to be professional about this if that makes sense to you. All right. 877 3DP show email address, dp at danpatrick.com. Uh, we'll talk some baseball. I guess we're going to start the season July 24th. I guess. Uh, basketball then starts a week later. Uh, this was kind of a sneaky, not a headline, but it, it might turn out to be Avery Bradley is not going to play for the Lakers down in Orlando. He has three children and his six-year-old Liam has respiratory issues and he doesn't want to be away from his kids that amount of time and his son would have to be medically cleared to be there in Orlando in the bubble and he doesn't want to run that risk. And Avery Bradley is a guy who gives you about 20 to 25 minutes a night. Um, So that takes away a little bit of the depth there with the Lakers. But uh, just saw that with Avery Bradley opting out. And you're supposed to be making that announcement today of the players who are going to be on your roster going to Orlando. Uh, McLevin, do you have a poll question today or do you want to wait until after Bubble Wallace?
2: We can wait, but I do want to ask your opinion and everybody else's opinion if the Lakers should sign J.R. Smith or not. So, oh, it, it seems like uh, Woj reported that last night. Uh, it seems like a real possibility he hasn't played in a couple years.
0: The gift that keeps on giving J.R. Smith. Good stuff. He can win and he can lose it for you. We'll take a break. Bubba Wallace joins us next year on The Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to The Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for The Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. We'll get some phone calls coming up, play of the day, stat of the day. McLovin will have a poll question. He's Bubba Wallace, driver of the number 43 Chevrolet for Richard Petty Motorsports, who joins us on the program. Bubba, thanks for joining us. Uh, We'll get to the emotion here coming up in a moment, but can you take me back to Sunday night when you first hear from Steve Phelps of NASCAR and then take us through what happened after that?
3: Yeah, good morning, uh, Dan. It's good to see you, good to talk to you. Um, Yeah, Sunday was uh, started out very uneventful and unfortunate that we didn't get the race in but tides quickly shifted and changed later that evening when uh, I got a phone call from Steve Phelps that he wanted to meet in person and talk about something on a personal matter and uh, I had no idea what to expect uh, I thought I had said something wrong in the in the interviews that I've done throughout the couple weeks but that wasn't the case that was um, it was a, a very I don't know if it was one of the hardest conversations he's ever had to have. Uh, it sure seemed like it, but, uh, telling come to me and saying that there was a hate crime committed, um, and that they were proceeding forward with uh, the investigation. And the next thing, you know, um, they said they were going to do everything in their power to find the guy and kick him out of the sport. And, uh, you know, that next morning, um, I got a call from NASCAR security saying that the FBI was now involved, that it had went up all the way up to DC and, um, you know, for me, I was obviously getting a lot of outreach after the statements were released, and a lot of positive support. So, for me, on Monday morning, was just simply trying to clear my head and 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 somehow stay away from the madness. Um,
0: Let me stay on Sunday night, though, Bubba. So, yeah. you get the phone call from the president, Steve Steve yes. Holmes. Did he tell you what he found?
3: Yeah, he, he, he said I want to meet you in person. So he walked over to my motorhome. He was a couple motorhomes away uh and yes he said that they had found a uh, a noose in my garage um and and that my crew member had actually had, had found it and reported it to them and they took it into their hands to uh, to proceed on with the next steps.
0: But did you understand so you were told it was a hate crime and it was a noose. Mm-hmm. Did you know if it was attached to anything or if it was on the floor did he describe anything about it?
3: Nope, he said that there was just an, uh, a noose found in my garage. So um, later on that night, I uh, I had called a crew member who was African American on my team just to check in on him, and he actually ended up being the one that found it. And uh, he played it off very well. Him and my crew chief played it off very well, uh, rightfully so to keep it to keep it away from me and not let it affect me. Although I I had already found out. And so they were trying to protect me and i asked them i said you know have we checked the other garages this isn't something uh that can you know that was done in a matter of seconds and both of them said in my heart or in their hearts they believe it was done overnight and this is this isn't something that can be done in minutes this took time They don't even know how to tie a noose but it was in fact a noose as a garage pool
0: what I didn't understand there. I had a lot of questions at the in, in the moment, Bubba, yes. you know, but I, I don't work in NASCAR. So I was trying to understand the proximity of everybody's cars. You know, if the COVID-19, the number of people have had access to this um, other garage door poles. Mm-hmm. Are there any other ones that are like this, a slipknot that is const It constitutes a noose there. And I didn't, yeah, I didn't no, know I, this.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, uh, I'm with you. Um, I had actually talked to my crew member last night again and you know, he was kind of outraged at, at how things were, I guess, concluded. Um, and he says 100%, if he had seen it again, he would do it all over again and not hold back. Uh, and he says in our section of garages, there was about 10 stalls. He said before he even said anything to our crew chief to report it, he walked. Um, up and down the garages to see if this was the same thing. And he said that every other garage pool had no knot, just a single piece of rope, no knots involved. And the picture I got from what we had, what they had eventually cut down and turned it into the FBI, Dan was simply, in fact, a noose. It was knotted, tied up, just like a noose. Now the FBI backed that up 100%, the conversations I had with them. and I I told them I questioned my crew chief and my crew member as to make sure we were not jumping the gun. And they said, absolutely. They did the right thing. And if you've seen the pictures, you would, you would back them up 100%. But it It was, it was a noose, but not a functioning noose.
0: Could it have been unintentional?
3: Well, I mean, they, they, they found evidence that it was there from 2019 uh, and we just so happened to have that stall uh, for this year's race. So, unintentional sure was it an attack on me no, i don't believe so but you know with everything going on in the world today you can't just blow that under the rug and act like nothing happened
0: how many times had you been in the garage that week because i'm guessing that you're you're opening the garage door your your team is in closing it not you in particular but nobody yeah nobody noticed been. it
3: no, I haven't been in the garage since, uh, we've been back racing. Um, I have specific team orders, uh, to stay in my motor home, uh, just to stay away from, you know, COVID-19 and, and a, a chance to, to be there around it. Um, so to isolate myself, I've been in my motor home taking naps. I was taking naps all day Sunday. So, um, but my, my crew, I don't know the time frame. We all got there, I think at nine to 10 o'clock in that morning. And, uh, and they immediately go work on the cars, uh, to get it prepped for the races. So, uh, those details are more on them.
0: We're talking to Bubba Wallace. When people say this is a hoax, how do you react?
3: <laughs> well, uh, sorry if I come off as I'm pissed off uh, in our interview, but I am just because of, of, of how it's been portrayed and how it's been on me. And I'm sitting here telling you the facts of how I'm just being told information and, and, and kind of following suit. And, and uh, now all of a sudden I'm playing the victim card, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, I, I never wanted to be, you know, carrying the weight of all of this, even weeks prior uh, to, to all this madness. It just so happens that I am the voice. I am the face. I am the one that, that is, you know, carrying this message. And, and now to have this happen uh, and, and end up not being a, an act a hateful act towards me, which is great. Um, but it just adds that much more drama, that much more pressure that, again, I didn't ask for, I didn't want to be a part of, but I have to somehow navigate my way through it all and keep my mindset on the task at hand, which is we got two races coming up this weekend at Pocono, and uh, people may sound like that's me avoiding the, the, the reality of everything going on, but it's simply not. This is, you know, I'm just simply trying to let people know that through all of this i still have a job at the end of the day to go out and perform and i will i will find peace and serenity throughout the rest of this week with with support of family and close friends to uh to kind of navigate me back on that path right now but it's not going to stray me from what we're trying to change in this sport which will ultimately change in this world
0: what kind of reaction you're going to get in pocono
3: who knows? I don't even know if fans are allowed there. I'm, I'm guessing they are since this time we started at Talladega. But um, you know, I'm quickly, you know, trying to not let other opinions affect me. And yes, I'm 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 frustrated at what I've seen and, and read and and whatnot. But there's a lot of people that are in my corner, and I am paying attention to that more so then the negative stuff. And, you know, I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to let this take me off the path and not let it knock me down or break me. Uh, We are still fighting for what's right in this sport and still fighting for what's right in this world.
0: Yeah. As I said at the outset of the show, who am I to say to you, oh, you're overreacting to this. You know, my interpretation could be different than yours and you see the, the symbolism of something, or you're told that this is what it is. And that's why I said, you know, as a white male, I can't say to you, oh, you're overreacting or, you know, come on, it's just a pole rope here. And that's what people have to understand. This isn't our interpretation. It's your interpretation. And I have to be respectful of that, given other things that you've gone through here.
3: Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And you know, the the picture I have of of the of the pool rope of the exact one that was in my garage and that was cut down and turned to the FBI, then it was in fact a noose. Uh, like I said, not a functioning noose, but there's no there's no other way around it. Yes, there are other knots that maybe somewhat are similar to that, but this one, it, when the FBI is like, hey. This is exactly a noose. It's not a functioning noose. Then, okay, I'm yeah. Uh, and I and I now that I've seen it, I can back that up 100. percent
0: But Bubba, it feels like there's something else involved in this. Like it. Do you think this investigation? Do you think this story is over and we just move on from it? Yeah, I believe it's. I believe it's over. But somebody had that. to tie that unintentionally or intentionally.
3: Yeah, unintentionally tie that. Somebody knows how to tie that. And that's that's on them. That's what they can go and live with. I'm not worried about that person. Uh, I got enough on my plate to worry about. But yes, people know how to tie nooses and and it just so happened to be in in my garage stall that day, which is unfortunate. But we're going to we're going to I'm going to move past this, you know, after about eight more interviews today. I have (laughs) talking about it. I'll hopefully move past it. So tomorrow and then talk about a little bit more. But by Pocono, I'll be I'll be ready to roll.
0: Are you capable of handling this?
3: We'll find out, but I, uh, I'm i good. This is a more positive interview I've had this morning, which has been good. I've been getting a lot of guidance on how to do these things and, and, and whatnot. And,
0: um, I don't want to give out. you guidance. I think just hearing from your heart, you know, I saw other interviews where people want to give you guidance. I mean, you, if, you got here by speaking your heart. I wanted to know the details, but this is yep. – That's different than what you're saying to me and what I say to you, I want details. You you're going to give me your emotion because it's personal to you. I move on from this. This will stay with you the rest of your life.
3: Yeah, it'll always be there. You know, and I think the more negative side will always be there just because I've, I've given a little too much time into that, but knowing, knowing hopefully I'll get some good sleep tonight. Last night wasn't very good, obviously, but, uh, you know, moving forward, knowing that I can lay my head down at night, knowing that I'm not a fake or a fluke or any, any of what, you know, the allegations say, uh, I will move on from this. And, you know, it's as bad as it is. I've gone through a lot of bad things in my life to rebound from, but it'll always stick there for sure. But yeah. it's always, in these moments you always become out the stronger and better person. So I'm excited for
0: that venture. Yeah, I just see, you know, certainly, and that, that there's not a similar parallel, I don't think. But Colin Kaepernick, you know, he gave up his career of something he believed in, and it stayed with him, you know, forever. Mm-hmm. You're still able to race, and in this sport, um, you know, it's hard enough to win, Bubba. Mm-hmm. and tell now- me about it. I'm winless <laughs> in the last three years, my friend. <laughs> but you're now you carry this. Like, you know, you, you got to have a, a a separate Winnebago to put all of this in to carry when, when you go there, your motor home. I mean, it's yeah. it's a lot. I hope you understand that it's it's a lot that you're going to take every and you're going to say, now nah, I'm good. I filed it away here. It's going to be there in every place you go
3: here. Just think about just think about how this, uh, this is going to be a hell of a story at the end of the day.
0: Thank you for your time. And, uh, absolutely. And good luck. And, uh keep fighting the good fight. Yes, sir. I will. I appreciate the time. That's Bubba Wallace. And, uh, you know, when I said that he finished uh, 14th at Talladega, I said, no, he won. I think he won that day, in my opinion. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get to phone calls here. we got a poll question. we got play of the day, all that coming up here on The Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to The Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at youtube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. I still have questions about this situation with NASCAR, with Bubba Wallace, the number of times his crew members were walking in and out of that garage. And Bubba said he wasn't in the garage. He doesn't go in there because of COVID-19. He stays in his motorhome. But his crew is there for days, probably Wednesday through Monday, and nobody noticed this. And it's the pull-down for the garage. No other garages have this. I don't know what Steve Phelps, the president of NASCAR, was told when he talked to Bubba. But according to Bubba, the president of NASCAR, who would be their commissioner, was very emotional. And he may have been told a noose was found in Bubba's garage. I don't know if it was an overreaction to an odd knot, a slip knot. I don't know that. All I know is NASCAR said it's a noose and they were investigating a hate crime. Richard Petty, who owns the car, talked about it being a hate crime, and it's a noose. The FBI said it was a noose. And they didn't say alleged noose, possibly a noose. They said it's a noose. Okay. Just feels like there's... Who who had that garage prior to Bubba Wallace? Like last year? I'd just be curious about those things. Uh... And I know that Bubba is being accused of you know, staging a hoax or perpetuating a hoax. Uh, an opportunist, hey, you're going to get all these sponsors now. He was already pretty popular because of Black Lives Matter. I don't know what the reaction is going to be at Pocono. You don't have fans there. The reaction I've seen on social media is not kind. All this goodwill that he built up, it it it's not... He's getting blamed. I get the feeling NASCAR overreacted, but maybe they were overreacting because of the sensitivity of what is going on, not only in their sport, but in the world. And a hate crime, a noose, it's Bubba Wallace. We got to act. And then subsequently we got that information and we're like, okay, I didn't know that NASCAR maybe didn't do as thorough of of an investigation as they probably should have. I wanted to know where it was, and you might say, "Well, if you've seen one news, you've seen them all." I wanted to know where it was in the garage. I just asked for context. I wanted the facts. That's all. We get emotion. There's a motion attached to a lot of this. Every single day, there's a motion attached to a lot of things we talk about. Nothing quite like this, but NASCAR was. It wasn't facts. It was emotion as well. And it felt like it was more emotion than facts. And that's all I wanted to know. Any other garages had this? Nobody else saw this in the previous days. Those are just things I'm curious about. Who had that garage before Bubba had it? Was it unintentional? But it still goes back to what I said to Bubba. Who am I, a middle-aged white guy, to say to Bubba Wallace, hey, come on, you're overreacting to this? Or question his interpretation. I don't know the... Miles he's walked in those shoes, driven in that car. I don't know that. But he's going to – it's hard enough to win, as he said, because he hasn't won in three years. But this is is going to be there every stop of the way. And maybe something else comes out, and then it takes it to another level here again. He thinks – Bubba thinks it's over. I don't. I think that there'll be more information. And I'm asking NASCAR, I asked Fritzie if they could, uh, if he could reach out to NASCAR to say, is this an ongoing investigation or are we closing up shop here on Talladega? Feels like there's a little bit more to this. At least I have questions to it, whether I get those answered. Um, That's probably different. Dash in Ohio joins us. Hi, Dash. What do you have for me?
1: Hey, Dan, long-time caller and listener. Um, I, I'll just give you my perspective. I don't have a dog in the fight, uh, but I grew up in a garage racing all over the country. Uh, it's not what I do for a living. I'm a physician, but um, the I've seen the actual pictures of what was there and um, the and heard the story and heard Boba Wallace's interview on the Today Show and all. The short version is, and like I say, I don't have a side, but what was there, it wasn't a rope, it's a cable, and uh, it had metal like U hooks, bolted so it was it's cable coming down, it goes back up, it's bolted in place. It's not a slip knot, it's not even a knot. Mm-hmm. It's attached to the garage door. They're all over the racing garages and the, the towing trucks and everything else. It was in garage number four and that's not his garage. It's the one he was assigned to for that race. Last year in October they have footage of the exact same garage, same uh, pull, holder, different driver in that garage. Um, so I don't know how it became what it is, but the the actual pull, the cable pull, um, isn't a noose, isn't a, a slip knot, isn't something that was put there. It's been there for
0: a long, long time. But, but Dash, why um, did the FBI and NASCAR call it a, a noose?
1: Well, if you watch the Today Show interview of Bubba Wallace, he dances all around that. Um, and he says it's a noose, it's a noose, it's a noose. And he said, they initially, he said, he's talked to them two times. The first time when they, They called him and said, we've got the report on this. We're going to investigate it deeply and all. And then he said he talked to the FBI again after the fact. And they said they've investigated it and that there's no question that uh, it wasn't a hate crime, wasn't related to you whatsoever. It's been there a long time. There's no reason to continue to follow it. Um, My question at this point... I, I. I, I like Bubba Wallace. I'm a fan of Bubba Wallace. I think he's a very good driver and don't have a single bad thing to say about him. I think he's caught in the middle of it and I wouldn't want to be him. Um I think now he he I think he was trying to measure his words and defend himself because he's getting so much hate yeah. in even in the Today Show interview. And I understand that. But what he said wasn't good. He should have just he knows what that is. He knows it wasn't directed at him.
0: Well, no, and it's it, not his fault. No, and it's not, it wasn't intended for him. Thank you, Dash. But it doesn't mean he doesn't see something that we don't see or feel something. And he's probably hypersensitive given, what, given what's happened here. Yes, Eden. What that person is saying, though, is that not only does Bubba Wallace know what that is his crew knows what that is and then even the people from NASCAR who looked at it they also know what it is and still chose to run with this story knowing that it's fake that and then somehow got the FBI to also call it a noose when everybody knows that it's not I just I don't see how that's plausible I want to see it that's all I asked from the beginning where was it what's it look like how was it used? Did somebody throw it in there? Are there cameras? Like, that, that's all I asked from the beginning. I, I think that the I think NASCAR overreacted, but they overreacted because they probably thought that they needed to. And when the president of NASCAR, Steve Phelps, called Bubba, Bubba said that he, you know, he was emotional. He had a hard time saying what exactly had happened there. I don't know if the president saw the news. I don't know if he went to the garage. Those are just questions that I have. And I, and I, you know, we want to have Steve Phelps on. I'm just curious when you saw it, where is that now? Yeah, Paul.
2: I, I think on the other side, uh, a lot of the NASCAR fans and sports fans are, are upset with the uh, generalization of the NASCAR fan by the media on Monday and Tuesday without giving a little bit of wiggle room that it could be a mistake it could be a misunderstanding that was never ever brought into the conversation because it's very dangerous to poo-poo anything when you're just trying to be objective and I think a lot of NASCAR fans feel that because specific media people said I'm not surprised that this happened in NASCAR and there's I'm, I'm guessing there's a lot of NASCAR fans I'm a NASCAR fan and that aren't uh, going this direction with how, things they believe and I think they they think they weren't giving a fair shake to let the investigation play
0: out well, before a declaration. Blame, no, that's NASCAR who said and it was a noose in the FBI. Right. And, we and, reacted by what NASCAR and the FBI said. I'm not
2: talking about we in this room. I'm talking about a lot of media people that didn't give even one bit of wiggle room that it, it we got to see how this plays out. Let's see what the investigation Oh, has. I
0: know it's easy to after the fact to say this, but allegedly, if, if, if NASCAR said it's allegedly a noose, or Might be a new, they were definitive, they were declarative, and then the FBI said it. So that's why the media ran with it. Now, if the media wants to run with it and feel like that's symbolic of every NASCAR fan, which is unfair, and I understand the anger that NASCAR fans have today, and I would be too, because of how the media, members of the media, portrayed you on Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Absolutely. I understand it completely. Yeah, see. And I think NASCAR fans have every right to be upset about the way they're being portrayed. But their focus is at the wrong person. You know, when this noose was found in his garage, there was a plane flying above the stadium, the racetrack that day carrying a Confederate flag because people were upset they're not allowed to show it at races anymore. That's the person you need to be looking at for, hey, it's not fair that we're being portrayed as as racist. Call that guy with the plane, or whoever took the extraordinary step to rent a plane to do that, that's the person who's giving you a bad name. It's not Bubba Wallace, and it's it's certainly not NASCAR themselves. There's going to be questions, and I don't know if I'll ever get answers, but... Now, we'll continue to pursue just to find out how this happened because it went from zero to 60 very quickly. Andy in Chicago. Hi, Andy.
3: Hey, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, the one point that I just wanted to make is, is watching that interview with, with Bubba, and I think you did a great job interviewing him. The guy just seems exhausted. like You could just tell and, like, you know, anyone that says he's trying to perpetuate a story here, like uh, I think that's total hogwash. Because, like you, you can tell, he just wants to move on. The guy just wants to race, and you know, he just looked exhausted yep. and just wants to move forward and wants this all to be over with. So, I give him a lot of credit. And you know, it's not like he was, you know, making up the story or anything. It's like you know, his crew member came to him with the story, like, how do you expect him to react? Um, so whether it's, it was intentional or not, which I don't think it was intentional, but like you're presented with this information and your crew member says that to you, like, you know, how, how, do you, how are you supposed to react? So.
0: Yep, and thank you, Andy. And we'll continue to follow. We reached out to Steve Phelps, the president of NASCAR. We'll talk some baseball. Jeff Passon's going to join us. More phone calls. One hour in the books, two more to go. Dan Patrick Show.